Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the Who Actually Knows podcast. I gave you two sole episodes in a row, apologies, but today I am welcoming a guest. This guest is very special. She has her own fashion brand called Hut Mentality that was featured on the Today Show, NBC, Vogue, and more, and not only that, but she was also a cast of the 20-somethings Austin Netflix series show. So I'm so glad to welcome... Isha Punja, how are you? Good, thanks for having me. Thank you for agreeing to do this. I'm really excited. Um, you said you hadn't done a podcast in a while, so it's going to be a fun yes, one. it's been a minute since a fun one, and I, I think I want to do more. I feel like they're so calming. Isn't it nice? In the yeah. beginning, when you start hearing your voice, it's weird, but then it's like really, then really you nice. you get really into it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Um, so I kind of wanted to introduce the listeners to you, how we met, we met through our friend Gio, and Gio was on the podcast, mm-hmm. so the listeners know about her. Um, but we met, and we went to get drinks. Yeah, that was, and then we went to brunch. Oh, the brunch the other day, yes. When I, and then I drove you guys to Waterfront. Yeah, for <laughs> a little taxi mom. Yeah, <laughs> which was fun. Um, and yeah, I've like just enjoyed getting to know you, you know, better. And I feel like on this podcast, because I still don't know you super well, and on this mm-hmm. podcast, I'm excited to dive into your brand and the Netflix series show I have so many questions um but first I kind of want to like have you introduce yourself where are you from where did you go to school how did you get to LA why are you how long you're gonna stay etc yeah okay so I guess my story is quite I feel like I define my life through different eras Mm -hmm. and I think Maybe it's the triple air sign in me. I heard this was an Aquarius trait, but we like constantly feel the need to like identity, like to jump from one identity or one story to another. So I think I've just lived a lot of different stories and I don't know which one I like really like the most. I mean, I think I am starting to, but I was born in Orange County and I like grew up actually in India. So I spent the first few years of my life in India and living there. I still have like vague memories of what that was like, but it was a very much of like, a wild child like my parents and their friends when they when I was younger would always joke about how I would like roam around with like really messy hair and a a string of pearls around my neck and I would like walk around our family property in the villages of India with like our dogs like our wild dogs so I grew up in a very unconventional wild it was a somewhat of a wild upbringing because it was back when India was not as developed now and so when we would go to our summer house and stuff. It was just a lot of wilderness. So my early formative years were connecting a lot with nature. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that has stuck with me more now, especially with my brand. I think it is kind of very like closely tied to nature and reconnecting with your roots and like reconnecting with plants and like people who live off of the earth. And I think that comes from my upbringing. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I came back to America and started kindergarten here, learned how to speak English when I came here. It was tough um, in the beginning. And honestly, like kids were kind of mean when I was younger, you know, because I was like so Indian. And so me and my sister were constantly just like feeling really othered, you know. And so there was kind of that Uh, not really knowing which culture we belong to more Mm -hmm. because we're losing touch with our Indian side as we're as we've moved to America but then in America we're like fobs right and like these like weird foreign kids yeah and so that I think put a fire in me and I think one thing that I really resonate with is like when you go through any sort of struggle in life like you're always faced with an opportunity to either 
grow and like kind of like how diamonds are formed under pressure or you can collapse under the stress of it. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of started becoming, I, I started developing this mentality that I had to prove people wrong. And, and to some degree it can be detrimental, but I was always like, okay, like this bully has been mean to me. Like I'm going to show them. And then I would go and like win some race or win some, you know, raffle or something when I was in school. And it kind of continued like that. And so I went to school, went to college. I was always like a high performer and I always wanted to succeed. And so I got into like economics at Berkeley and I wanted to do investment banking. And all of this needing to prove people wrong caught up to me when I was in college because I suddenly had this kind of awakening where I was like, I am not happy. I am pursuing a degree in investment banking despite the fact that I'm a creative person. Right. I'm trying to like get this like job at Deloitte and then what I'm going to get a job there and then I'm going to work there for how many years and make a ton of money for who you know fundamentally like that's not going to make you happy at the end of the day you would not make me happy and my 20s were dawning on me they were approaching you know Mm -hmm. the post-grad 20s seemed so close and I was like this is what everyone talks about and this is when I'm supposed to find myself but the job that I'm supposed to get after college based on my major is not what I want to do with my life And so I turned down all the internship opportunities. It was very hard seeing all my friends apply to internships and get their dream internships and knowing that it was my own decision that I would not be doing that. And then I went to India. I was battling a lot of mental health issues at the time. I had been taking Adderall. I was coming off of that. Um, I feel like that's very normal, too, for college kids. Oh, yeah. Like the drugs. Yeah. (laughs) And like Adderall, too, especially. And Definitely. like when you stop, like you got to like actually start dealing with stuff and like your body's come down. Oh my God. And it's confusing because people always think with drugs that the withdrawal is a couple days. Like with a lot of drugs, they'll be like, oh yeah, like you, you're coming down off of Adderall for two days or you're coming down off of nicotine when you're vaping, right? For a few days. But the effects of those nicotine withdrawals or the Adderall withdrawals or whatever lasts for months sometimes, you yeah. know, because and- your body's like whole system gets thrown off yeah and so you were going through this like when you were going to India on your trip kind of I mean in hindsight yes at the time I thought I was like just deeply depressed and that something was wrong with me but nothing was wrong with me you know and then to add more confusion to the problem I went on the India trip found these amazing design or well pieces that then I designed into into clothing and I was super excited I was off all the drugs right fresh clean off the drugs really reconnected with my roots and in a lot of ways I was reborn and I was faced with an opportunity to go back to college to start my junior year of college and and start with this new kind of free empowered version that I had reconnected with and instead I get back to college decide decide to start a brand called hot mentality however I continued taking Adderall and I got onto Prozac so I added one more medication onto the mix so when I started you were like so close to the turning point I was so close Mm -hmm. to the turning point and that's why that my junior year of college the first semester that I started hot mentality a lot of people ask about it and they want to know like what how did you do it or what what was it like in the beginning and I honest to God do not remember because I was so drugged up on these drugs and it like blacked out my memory I would I would stay up working on these wet on the website hold myself in my room and I was just doing it working on it but 
it wasn't the Adderall as much as the I think the Prozac didn't really agree with me honestly and it kind of blacked me out and like gave like me a, made you numb very numb like I didn't have any emotion so I was just okay. working like this you know and then finally I got off of all of it and my senior year of college is when the brand started growing like crazy and when I say crazy I mean like people were like like coming up to me like on my way to class and being like oh you have this brand right and I was like how and I didn't realize because I'd like not processed that I'd done so much work on it until my senior year you know and that then, is crazy to yeah. see like work actually pay off and then you're like well what worked because you were like numb to it during the process yeah so to this day I have a huge sense of imposter syndrome about how mentality people always laugh because a lot of my friends like I'll be out and someone will be like Hey, nice to meet you and they'll introduce themselves to me and my friend will introduce us and I'll say hi I'm Isha they'll say what do you do as in LA all oftentimes what do you do right right and I'll be like uh I'm a I guess I kind of model I'm an influencer I was on a reality show and my friends are like Isha you have this brand like talk about the brand I'm like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> well, and it, like so that was almost similar to when we had drinks too yeah. and then when you were talking about the brand you were glowing Oh, really? You were. were, Literally, we were at employees only, and you were talking about the textiles and, like, the artists and the sustainability behind it. And it was, like, it was, it's a brand, but it's, like, also a passion project for you, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I was also watching, like, some of your interviews on the Today Show, and you were, like, clothing shouldn't be meant to cover you up or your body up. It should be, like, an expression. Mm -hmm. And all of your pieces are, like, so unique. Thank you. They really are. Oh my God. Thank you. I don't even, I think it's once again, the imposter syndrome. Yeah. It's so hard for me to think that. Um, but maybe there, you know what? I'll see believe that will compliments like yours. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, but also I've had a lot of copycats, like a lot. And oh, I'm like, oh my God, people want to, I'm kind of flattered. People like, there's a part of me that's offended, but like, I just came across a girl yesterday who like, copied my brand but then also the reason that I said I started it and like a lot of my copy like my my like what I'd written like three years ago during COVID I wrote a whole article about this one big fashion designer who ripped off the tribe that I work with which is a very specific tribe Mm -hmm. and this girl's also Indian which is why I actually feel like it's fine if she does it because we're as long as it's not a white person I'm like whatever you know um because she's still helping the community um, and she belongs to the community, okay. but she ripped off the exact thing that I wrote. Wow. And she said that, that was the reason she started her brand. And then I checked her page. I was like, wait, that's that just a coincidence. There's no way. Click on her profile. It says follow back. I was like, OK, oh, no, it's wow. from me. Like she she does know me. The so. drama. Yeah. That's but I didn't crazy. say anything. Do you I mean, you said earlier that you kind of have like a natural fire built within you. Mm-hmm. Did that just like like light the fire even more? Are you now like ready to do this huge drop or something like <laughs> I did it did <laughs> actually it's funny because I went to a psychic recently and she's like you have a lot of anger and I was like oh I definitely do and it's all towards myself mm-hmm. it's like energy like that's stuck that needs to come out in expression yeah and I think that it did light the fire more and like I'm going to India this summer and I looked at her brand and I'm like you know what Indian to Indian I'm going to support you just as another person that who belongs to my community and a creative who's also Indian but I like Oprah Oprah when Oprah was starting her Oprah show um Wendy Williams had just started hers too and people were like there can only be one black 
um, talk show host. So Wendy Williams is going to come up. Like, aren't you aren't you worried about her taking your spot? And she's like, why would I look side to side or behind when I can when the only place I should be looking is up? Like how much energy gets wasted in comparing and looking at the competition or the other people in the same space or other brands that are like you when really the only place that you should be looking is the vast potential of what you could be mm-hmm. and if you reach your highest potential automatically just by default that invalidates anyone else from ever coming close to you because you are at your highest that is really good you advice know? that's that's amazing so. advice especially for someone with a brand so yeah. do you have something that you're looking forward to with the brand yes so I've been thinking a lot about it and as I mentioned earlier my 25th year was a big year of rest and relaxation um unintentionally because I feel lazy and I would never willingly do it but looking back I ended up not working that hard and I think that I learned a lot spiritually that I want to start weaving into the brand in the sense that people are aching right now especially with all the technology and stuff people are just aching for a sense of connection you know they want a story they want to be part of something and I think with that mentality the designs are great I want to make it more of an immersive art project. So I want to film when I go to India. I want to film the details. I'm really close to my tailors. One of my tailors is like a father figure to me. He he's told me multiple times that I remind him of his daughter. He calls me to check up on me. We're friends. We've been wow. friends for four years. I'm like, that's the sort of thing that I could have documented. and I never did. Yeah. So that personal feeling, I'm planning on visiting villages. I'm planning on weaving it into my own story about my own like search for meaning and purpose in my life and I want to make it something that feels like a story that you read more than like a brand that's selling you products that's wow that's awesome that's really special and then what type of products do you have with the brand so currently I do a lot of I think what really went popular most recently and with the Today Show the pieces that they were really highlighting were the corset top so that was something that I launched right after the show came out and the corset tops ended up doing very well. I was not expecting them to do well because they were a very last minute design. And I had been looking at them for a while and I was like, oh, let's just sell out of these as, as soon as we can. And then we can move on to things that I really want to sell. But people love those corset tops. They're very unique. They have these puff sleeves and they're really pretty. And beautiful colors and the detail too on the design. Oh my god, thank you. But they are a nightmare to Oh photograph. yeah, they don't look easy. <laughs> you know why? It's because there's so little of each fabric. So I had in my last drop, I had 60 varieties, but only five of each variety, which means I had to photograph 60 different corsets on like 10 different models. With other clothing brands, they'll have like five to 10 pieces and they just photograph that on five to 10 people and then they have a deep volume. Mm-hmm. I had shallow volume. So for each top, it wasn't worth it really for me to be photographing it on so many people. Okay. So I lost a lot of hope and that's kind of really what exhausted me and I ended up taking a huge break from the brand. So currently the brand, I haven't posted on it for a while. People think, a lot of people think it's dead. I'm not insecure or threatened at all by the fact that I haven't been active on the page recently because I know what I have in store for it. Right. So I already know that it's not going to affect it in any way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm really excited for you to like go and visit the tribe so people can kind of see, you know, where also like the money is, who's the money is benefiting, where it came from. Exactly. The art, the craft, so that it's not lost. It's telling a story. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's going to be awesome. Thank you. I'm really excited to share more. 
yeah definitely we'll keep i'll keep the listeners posted i'll let them know when there's a drop the other thing though that i really wanted to get into is 20 somethings in austin yes because you created the brand in college and then when you were was it 23 or 24 24 24 you started you were casted how yeah. did you I was become... casted because of my brand actually. We're okay. That's From, they actually found messaged you. my brand page, not even me personally. And they as in Netflix? Um, the casting director for the agency that was working with Netflix for hiring. I didn't even know it was a Netflix show until I got to Austin. Okay. I thought I was just like bootleg thing. I was like, there's no way I would go on a Netflix show and then I did. <laughs> oh my so so what did you know before you went to Austin about the show? Actually, do you know Hannah, Gio's, Gio's friend Hannah? No, I have not met Hannah. Okay, she was the only person that knew about um, the show, actually. But all that I knew, I hadn't told anyone. But all that I knew was that they were casting, casting Kaz, which is the casting director that I worked with, who uh, to this day, like, we were Instagram friends and we talk every now and then. But she basically, I saw on TikTok, I was scrolling on TikTok, and this is in the spring of 2021. I was getting over some lame ass guy who now won't leave me alone, but I was obsessed with him and he was giving me no attention at the time. But now he's obsessed with me and I'm like, fuck off. Like, you yeah. know, but not now. <laughs> I'm like not interested anymore. Busy. But I was like so sad about him. I was like trying to get over him. I was living at home. Uh, I was working at a jewelry shop and I was working at Hot Mentality and I was somehow very okay with where my life was at, but I knew that there was more potential for my life. So I was getting really into like, you know, dreaming and visualizing all of the things that I wanted. And I really did kind of have an idea of being on a reality show. I had kind of thought about it. And I remember The Bachelor was, was, were interested in me and I'd kind of been talking with them a little bit, but I wasn't super desperate to get on a reality show. I just thought, hey, this would be cool if it worked out. But there was no, like, there was no, like, need for it to happen. Um, and no need to shut the door. No like, need to shut anything. the door. It was just yeah. like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I think neutrality is a really powerful place to be energetically sometimes because mm-hmm. it's just like you're open to it, but you don't need it. Yeah. Um. And so basically, um, I was scrolling on TikTok and I saw Casting Cat's post about the show. And she was like, we, a network is getting together a group of 20 something year olds to live in Austin, Texas. And at the time, I hadn't even really heard much about Austin. I thought it was, like, rural. Like, I didn't even know it was, like, a big city. Yeah. <laughs> I literally thought it was, like, middle of nowhere. I was like, why would I go to Austin? I mean, it's in the middle of Texas. Yeah. No, literally. You know? But then, oh, my God. Now that I've been there, I'm like, I fucking love that city. It's amazing. It is but a really fun city. Yeah. I would easily live there if my ex wasn't there. But um, <laughs> it's too small for the two of us. Yeah. It is really but, small. But, yeah. But basically, um, I saw it. And it was so interesting as I went back to my messages. And I was like, oh, my God. I had actually messaged her and been like on Instagram and I'd been like, Hey, my name's Isha. I'm a designer. I would love to potentially be considered for the show. But it, her video had a million views and thousands of comments being like, I want to go on. I want to go on people tagging their friends. I was like, the chances of me getting on are so small. And then you think you got on because of hub mentality. 
Well, basically, I didn't hear anything from her for months. And then a different casting director for the show, once the casting started really amping up, I forgot about the show completely. But a different casting director reached out to me on Instagram. And I still remember my mom was like, do you know some show in Austin? And I was like, because me and my mom work in Hot Mentality together. So she has the login for Hot Mentality's Instagram page. So she saw it. And if she didn't see it, I would never have gone on the show. Wow. Because I would never open have opened that. But she was like, some some somebody messaged about some some austin show you know something in texas and i was like well i don't know mom i don't care like i was like i had to go to work i had things to do you know and then i ended up looking at it and i was like oh wait this is the one that i dm'd so i was like okay interesting and the message was like hey you show we came across you on tiktok like you know we we're casting for the show i was like yeah i've heard of it um and she's like would you be open to a phone call and i was like sure didn't think i was gonna get in i mean the same thing had happened with so many with like the bachelor and you know and so then we were talking I talked with the initial casting director. Now, this is what's so crazy. In hindsight, I need to never not believe in like small chances again. When people say, oh, the chances are so small. No, that's not a real thing. It's like, mm-hmm. if you believe it, you will have it. Because like, I kid you not. Actually, I didn't even believe it. I think honestly, it's destiny. But I had phone calls for two months. Every week, wow. they would reach out or like a month and a half at least. They would reach out. And then like 10 days would pass and I would think I wouldn't get a call back and they would call back and they'd call back and they'd call back until finally there were so many calls that I talked to one of the casting directors. I was like, do you know how many people there are actually left in this process? And she goes, honestly, you're pretty high up, actually. And I was like, interesting. I was like thinking like, OK, well, maybe I'm one out of like 50. She's like, you're really high up. You're like, I think there's like a thousand. And I was like, how many people were there? And I don't know if I can say, but it was in the it was way more than it was more than let's just say it was more than like 30,000 so then how long so okay so you're getting all these calls how long until you got to the top eight like they've selected everyone oh okay so basically then they narrowed it down to like 50 people right and I didn't even know exactly how many I'm guessing it was around 50 people but I'm not 110 percent sure but basically what happened was I get a call from them they're like hey Isha can you get on the phone? I'm like, okay. I, I And it's casting, cast, it's casting director. And she's like, you know, we're talking, whatever. She's like, I just really wanted to come on here because I want to thank you so much for taking the time all of these months. Like you dedicated so much time to this. And honestly, like that really means a lot. I was like, oh, I didn't get it because like she's it thank- sounded, yeah, yeah, it she's thanking like an, me for, no. yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm actually going to cry. Because I hadn't, I had, I, I didn't even realize I was like kind of a, like, attached to the casting directors and to the project I felt like I was a part of the family at that point and so I was like oh okay and I don't know I was kind of sad I was like she's like so that's why we are so excited to welcome you to the cast and at the time it was called a different name but she was like I I don't think I can say it but for the cast of da 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 and it's gonna be in Austin it's gonna be in a month I had a fucking month my life was gonna change in a month wait so what what year is this so this is 2021 summer 2021 2021. not even that long ago oh my god it was so crazy it was like a fever dream so I was like what the fuck what the fuck I was like oh my god she was like I still didn't know it was Netflix she's like we're sending over the I was like do you know what network and they would keep refusing to tell me the network but they would keep saying it's a network you know like a really big like what's the biggest network you can think of I was like they're liars but anyways and so then I basically had a month to move to Austin so your life's just up and changed oh yeah so what did you you just like get ready for that month did you have to pick out your own outfits did you style yourself did they give you any like we had got to pick out our own outfits 
And I think where, okay, so we got to pick out our own outfits. They didn't give us much direction. They definitely like wanted a lot of documents. Like once I got in, they were like, tell us, like send us everything you can. Like they would every single day. It was like long. I was going through my computer. I was finding, I had to get my COVID things updated. I had to, other than that though, with the fashion and the clothing, like some of my castmates had like 10 shirts like I had like released too much stuff that was my whole character was how I was extra but that's who I am like if you call me for a week oh your first like I think was like in the trailer it was like you with your huge suitcase (laughs) and you were like didn't know where to go or something it was so funny but yeah it was like your small little body in this huge suitcase oh my god I was freaking out and so basically yeah I had I because I was so nervous I just took as many things as I could I would have done this and then I was working in the jewelry shop so I was just like using all of my paycheck on getting jewelry from them okay and then um and then basically I went there and then when I was in the hotel reading the or maybe it was the day before I went to the hotel but it was right around like a week before we were started shooting um I look at the contract and at the very end of the contract it says Netflix and I was like, oh, my God, my life's going to change. I was like, no, man, now my now I know my life is changing. Yeah. And there was like a moment of like, I was so ready that there was no fear. It was just all excitement. So in the future, whenever I face like a drastic life changing decision, if I don't feel fear, I'll know it's aligned for me. Because sometimes I get an opportunity, I'll get a glimmer of it and I'll feel a lot of fear and I'll be nervous about it. And then somehow the opportunity will fall out of my hands. Okay. Because fear repels, I think. And I think I was so bored of my life and ready for the next phase of my life. And I believe that I did deserve to be on a Netflix show and that I was qualified to be on a Netflix show. And so I got on a Netflix show, you know, and yeah. then and then did your life change? Oh, my <laughs> like God. How, like from before quantum jump. Literally. Oh, I bet. Like and, insane. And did your brand grow? I think too I'm still like that? mentally trying to catch up because my relationship and dating with guys mirrors the vibe and the energy that I had before the show. And then when my friends tell me like, you know, like, like it's not, it, it should never be about followers or clout when you're dating somebody. But like to some degree, like I, I do go for like guys that are kind of losers <laughs> and like, <laughs> Like guys who are mean to me and losers. No. And then it's like, Isha, you're this badass. You were on this Netflix show, whatever. And I'm just like, no, but in my head, I'm still like the girl who lives at home who is working at that jewelry company making 10 bucks an hour. But that same girl got casted for a Netflix show. Okay. I never thought about that. <laughs> like that girl got casted. Like you are that girl. And you know what? It was Netflix's largest casting call. And they the, the percentage chance of me getting cast, it was like really close to the percentage chance of like me dying or something. Like, <laughs> So how long were you filming in Austin? A few months. We were filming for a few months. Okay. Was that exhausting? Was there always a camera around? The reason it wasn't exhausting was because we were all, for that whole time, we were all running on the adrenaline of being on a Netflix show. I guess two months actually isn't super long, if you think about it. Yeah. Well, we actually, went in August know. and left October, October. Actually, it was like three. I would say it was three months. Okay. And were, yeah. you, did you, were you always on camera? Were there cameras everywhere? Well, cameras are always rolling, but they ended up, the final edits ended up not uh, being like 90%. Were there cameras like in your room? Yes. The only place they weren't were in the bathrooms. Okay, so you would have to, like, change only in the bathrooms. I will. They said if you don't mind changing, oh, you can change anywhere. It. Yeah, like, they would never put any nudity that we oh, were comfortable okay. with. Like, they're, one thing about Netflix is they're very, like, woke, I think, and respectful of, like, these things. Like, it, I feel like 
there was always like if I was changing and I was naked in my room like a, a female producer would come to me and say just so you know you're on camera I would suggest you go to the bathroom so no one sees you like they were they went out of their way to make us comfortable oh that's awesome like when people ask for that yeah and when people ask like was there any issues and I think my contract's up so like I can honestly there'd be no reason for me to say no but like with Netflix no my issues were with the some of the other cast members okay I had issues with with one of the cast members oh like being like rude or what was like I think just trying to take the attention Mm. but like take the attention from everybody and be like the main character and so I didn't really like her very much and that was Abby but (laughs) dropping names (laughs) I think everyone kind of would, would have guessed. <laughs> but um, I think other than that, honestly, um, everyone was great. The crew was great. The, the rest of the cast was great. Do you still talk to the rest of the cast? I still talk. I'm really close to Roxy and Natalie. Kiki, too. I don't really talk to Kamari or Adam or Bruce that much, but I'm, like, really close to them. Okay. And then I, Michael, my ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. that I met on the show that everyone, like, literally wants us to get married to this day. They're like, oh, my God, when are you going to get married? Like, I'm like, he, he's fucking blocked. Like, so. N- <laughs> Sorry. That, that chapter's over. And honestly, there's, I'm very grateful for it. I wish him the best. I would love nothing more than to see Michael with, like, a really hot girlfriend, like, make it on SNL. Because I just, I want him to succeed. I think he, like, is really stuck in life. And I want him to succeed. I just, he's yeah. not for me. <laughs> I think that takes a lot of maturity to say, honestly. Okay. Just, I, like, about an yeah. ex. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I don't I don't know the details of anything. Yeah. But it's like, okay, whatever the details are, whatever went on, like, you can put that aside and just be like, you know what? For your future, hope all's well. That's it, you know? Yeah. It takes a lot of maturity. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> I didn't really think about that. But yeah, I, I there was a time I didn't want him to do well. I was so competitive and I wanted to beat that him. That fire inside of you. Yeah, because after the show, I think the lo- a lot of us the cast members, we looked around at each other and we were like, is any one of us going to make? Because we were all coming from having been like nobodies. Like some of us like came from like rural America. At least a couple of them came I'm from, from rural America. From Not where? Cast- apple river illinois whoa population 425 i'm not even kidding you now 424 and now 424 <laughs> it was 424 a long time ago <laughs> oh my god. god wow yeah so i'm from rural america but now look at, like are yeah. all of you guys like influencers now i think i think me and abby are the biggest influencers okay. i think abby because she went on perfect match and oh, then she okay. kind of got more from there. And she's doing well on TikTok. She really knows how to build a TikTok audience. Um, and then I think me, because I was the biggest on 20-somethings. Okay. Um, and the hot mentality, I feel like, has to do something. And hot mentality. But my f- Instagram growth has come from 20-somethings. And I think okay. hot mentalities, too. Um, I do think that hot mentality, intuitively, I feel, I feel like I'm kind of intuitive about other people. Mm-hmm. Very, I, I spot on will predict a relationship with my friends i'll predict certain things in movies before it happens i'll like know what, what what's going to happen but with my own life i like don't and i think recently i'm like get tapping more into my own type of psychic abilities for myself and i'm realizing that i think my path forward is very much with hot mentality like in the sense that it'll grow my personal brand as well so i don't right. necessarily need to go on another reality show like if i was chasing fame I don't need to go on another reality show. I need to lean into the brand. And who you are. And who I am. And yeah. not actually directly chase fame, but chase art and providing a sense of value 
to people because I think 20 somethings did in a way you yeah know? so if you could go back to like the the girl in the jewelry shop mm-hmm. after everything you've been through now through the recording through the series into your like influencer era into hot mentality what would you tell that girl oh my god I'm only gonna cry because I'm thinking about the fact so when I was working at that jewelry shop it was just two wait was it two years ago Shut, wait was yeah, it 2021 it's 2023 oh my god it was two okay this is actually crazy two years ago at this very point in time my birthday approaching i was getting over some random loser okay i was literally making no money i was so sad about the fact that i had been applying to modeling agencies and like a lot of them were really interested in me and they would like call me and i would drive to la and i would like meet up with them and they would be like you're you have like the perfect look like we really want to sign you but you're too short and like you know and I was just like really sad about modeling I still remember I had been talking with agencies and they would keep all doing the same thing and I was like okay this freaking guy the modeling agencies like my friends are all living in big cities like I'm here like I felt so behind in life and then I just quantum leaped so much you know and so it's kind of like I find myself in a lot of ways stuck right now because now this feels familiar. Like this stage of my life feels familiar. But if I could go back and talk to my past self and she could see where I'm at, she'd be like, you make money sitting on your ass (laughs) and doing brand deals. You're booked with one of the top modeling agencies in the world now. And like that guy has been texting you so much you had to eventually block him because he creeped you out. The Mm -hmm. same one you're crying over. Everything worked out everything worked out every everything does end up working out I actually believe that if you have good intentions and you put one foot in front front of the other good things like it will work out you just gotta keep pushing through (laughs) it always ends up finally working out and I don't think I think the weird thing is because I've learned that from the past now I think what I'm finding is that I don't have like a really strong feeling of disappointment in my life I just have a feeling of not knowing what's next which is okay because I feel like also if you have the confidence, like that's okay. Because you were talking about like the neutrality too of how powerful that is. Yeah. As long as you're not closing any doors, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Isha, you are phenomenal. You, I <laughs> am you. so happy you came on. It's like on. therapy. I needed it. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good? It I does. like, this is like one of my favorite outlets. Like I could just get behind the mic and talk and listen yeah. and interview people. And I absolutely love it. Oh my God. So you're born for it. <laughs> Thank you. This is your calling. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the pod. I know the listeners are going to love it. Um, and to all of you listeners, we will talk next Wednesday. Bye, guys. Okay, bye. <laughs>